Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we finally got the Smuggler's Fortune update, and with that, a whole lot of other stuff that we're going to dive into. So let's get started. First up on today's docket, let's talk about the dev update video we got this week and how Joe Neat fought off a fly. Well, he didn't really fight it off, but it did attack him and it caused some fun, inf uh, if not embarrassing. I don't know how embarrassing it was. Joe seems he, he's a pretty confident guy, but it's it was pretty funny. So we got some information, mostly stuff that is going to be covered in the uh, patch notes and whatnot, but a short summary for those of you that are just getting into the episode, one a quick uh, recap of that before I dive into all of the details, information, things you guys need to know as far as what's coming with this update. So one of the the biggest things I loved about the this update that Joe talked about in the dev update video was being able to rejoin in your session if your game client crashes or if you lose internet. So you get 10 minutes, anything can happen in the game during that 10 minutes, uh, but you have 10 minutes to be able to rejoin your ship if you do get disconnected as a solo player now when you're with other people obviously this doesn't matter as much because they're on the ship taking care of things while you're getting back into the game but for those of us that were solo players uh, a lot of the time if something happened and it was outside of our control we could lose quite a bit uh, just because of a, of a game crash or a bug or something you know weird coming up with our internet for whatever reason my ISP seems to to really enjoy like just disconnecting the service for a good minute uh, at like two three in the morning every other day or something it's it's weird and I don't understand what it is if it's just uh, renewing the the um, internet protocol stuff uh, or whatever it is but thankfully that's not going to be an issue anymore um, galleon and sloop skeleton ships are now live those are going to uh well we had the galleons kind of roaming around the world but the the aggressive ones the ones that actually spawn on you those are now back in the game so keep an eye out uh i actually i, I have a fun story when i was sailing today i was uh sailing from gosh where was i coming from I was coming from Plunder Outpost. I had just spawned in the game. I was doing some some information, some notes, looking at commendations to talk about later today in this episode. And uh, I saw Reaper's Mark up in the uh, north between, uh, what was it, Sunken Grove and Daggertooth Outpost. There's a shipwreck up there. And I've got to, I, you know, I'll go, I'll, I'll go sail up there and see what it's like. And by the time I get just north of Snake Island, I realize that there's a sloop heading in the same general direction i think okay well kind of see how this plays out you never know and they could just be going to shipwreck bay for all i know you know they could not care about the reaper's chest so we continue going and they're ahead of me they're they're with a win they're getting a little bit ahead of me and i figure all right well this sucks it's they're gonna get to it first and i'm, I'm not a hundred percent invested in fighting them for it because i'm i was just on trying to get some information for the episode and uh I get I get just past Shipwreck Bay and they're sailing to to the actual thing when I hear 
the emergent skeleton music pop up and I'm like, oh great. All right, well now I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna just gonna quit now because there's no point in me trying to go for a chest if I'm gonna get attacked by a skeleton ship. So I figured I'll I'll just quit the game. I'll pop into a new server, go back to my commendation notes and uh, and leave it at that. Nah. It, it turns out the the music disappears no ship spawns on me and i'm like well that's kind of weird i you know this isn't it's, it's back so it could be just a bug and it didn't actually spawn on me or maybe something i did changed that but i'm in open water and i should be able to just have have it spawn up on me no problem turns out it was actually a skeleton sloop uh that spawned on the sloop that was ahead of me and I just happened to be close enough that they actually got hit and I heard the music, but they spawned on them. So they veer off to try and deal with that. And the skeleton sloop is starting to pummel them with uh, shots and they head out towards like the the fort over by Crook's uh, Crooked Masts area. So I'm like, all right, well, they're busy. So that's that's gun-ho that's green light let's go <laughs> let's get that reaper's chest so i sail over to the shipwreck and as soon as i pull up to the shipwreck uh i raise sails and i slow down and i notice that there's two lights and i'm like okay well this could be a bug i, I don't think i've ever seen two reaper's chest in a shipwreck before but that that you know it's probably just like a weird gra graphical error you know maybe it's just a bug hop down in there in the captain's cabin i kid you not two reaper's chests and i'm looking at it and i'm like okay well there's a sloop at galleon's grave that just spawned in there's one coming from the roar and then there's the one that's dealing with the skeleton sloop that was heading towards the reaper's chests so i've got three ships potentially near me at any given point could start veering towards me for this reaper's chest bear in mind i'm solo i was just getting commendation information for this episode so i grab the one i get up there i drop it i look around real quick and then i dive back into the water immediately and start going for that other one i figure okay well if i have enough time to get both then i should have enough time to be able to get over to dagger tooth and uh, turn these both in so i get them both onto my ship and i start sailing towards dagger tooth and i'm like all right time to time to decide how how am i going to pressure this am i going to actually just grab one ditch it ditch the boat don't care about it and then just leave one in the water so I'm like, nah doesn't look like anyone's actually chasing me i think i'm gonna be okay so i race sails I, I i get set it into the, or set into the actual bay next to the dock and i grab the first one and i run it up to duke and i turn it in no problem 15 doubloons later i'm much happier I run back down no one nothing no one has no one has contested me on these reaper's chests i don't know if they didn't realize that there were two there because i certainly didn't when i looked at the map it just looked like one so i grab the other one and i run back up to the to the tavern and i turn it in and i'm like sweet well that was an easy 30 doubloons and then i decided to jump on and do some uh some actual um uh the the actual bone crates the the rag and bone crates and stuff what are they called i just blanked on them I, I just had this information they're called something different which is which is I'm, I'm gonna get into that in a little bit but uh the the crates that are on shipwrecks bay are um are, are is basically what i went i went and grabbed three of them they were for one of each reaper's grave 
the Reaper's Grave Voyages. Um, grabbed one of each of those, and I took them out to, to the three different outposts. Managed to get them all in on time, which I was very happy with. And then I left the other four on the uh, the island because I was just like, nah, I, need, I should really <laughs> get back to what I need to be doing, which is doing research for the podcast. So that was kind of fun. I, w- I was kind of happy about that. But the, the, the moral of the story was you're not down and out until a skeleton sloop spawns on you, at which point I guess you give up on the Reaper's chest and <laughs> let it be. So thank you to that skelly sloop uh, that, that was out there. You you afforded me 30 doubloons uncontested, and I was very happy. All right, so enough of, enough of my little stories. Let's get back to the dev update video, which is actually the more important part. So some of the other things that Joe talked about in the update that uh, is actually really nice, something that I know a few people have been really, really upset that have not come. And rightfully so i mean they they announced that uh and sorry sorry i don't know why i didn't actually say what it is xbox crossplay preference is now live for arena and this is something that they announced back in january uh they said that they wanted to have it out for arena by anniversary update it got pushed back uh when they got closer to that to test for insiders they said that they were testing for insiders during may and june and we didn't hear much about it since then but it looks like with this update now obviously things take time and they want to make sure it works right that it's out and it sounds like this is it's not cut and dry so you're never going to be without a game because you're waiting on xbox players to join up for arena if they can't find xbox players using controllers then it'll notify you and it will start to expand the search for other people now can i test this no i don't actually own an xbox i just have my pc and that's how i play play sea of thieves and i play it with a mouse and keyboard controller sometimes when i want to go fishing so hopefully this uh works out well and hopefully this is something that uh will be pushed out towards adventure because i know this is something that is very important to xbox players who feel that it's still uh too much of a variance between the pc players and the xbox players using mouse and keyboard versus controller and i can understand where they're coming from it's it's frustrating and you don't always have a, a good way to play and most of the time that i've ever been sunk is generally from a, another crew who outnumbers me and my crew and is actually just as good as I am at the game and you just sometimes sometimes there's nothing you can do about it sometimes you just have to lose and you have to remember that sometimes but Xbox crossplay live for arena that's awesome there's a new thing out that I haven't really gone out looking for because to be perfectly honest most of the time that I spent in game is uh, sinking other people and spending my time on shipwreck bay and the outposts so I actually haven't been around the regular islands for quite a while now but portable crates are now a thing in the game and you might be asking yourself well you know if these wash up on the beaches what's the difference between these and the wood crates and the fruit crates and the cannonball crates well supposedly it seems like these act like those but aren't restricted to certain supplies so find one you want to put a bunch of stuff in it and treat it like a barrel and then you just pick up the box, the crate when you're done and you put it on your ship and then you can pull everything out. So that's kind of awesome. 
because a lot of the barrels that we have on the ship are dedicated for certain things you can't just put whatever you want in them and that's great especially when you want to keep things organized and you want to know like you know when you're grabbing supplies to fire off cannonballs you don't want to be having to filter through planks and food especially with as much food as we have in the game now hence the double barrels and to have a crate that allows you to act like a regular barrel is actually kind of nice because then say instead of uh going on an island and hoping that you have some crates for cannonballs and planks and food you just have these crates and you gather supplies from the barrels you stick it in the crate you lug that around and then when you're done you bring it back to the beach harpoon it back onto the ship bada bing bada boom you got a whole bunch of more supplies and you didn't have to take the rowboat with you because otherwise you you most likely would have had to have taken the actual rowboat and stored everything in the locker on that so really good change i i'm glad to see that they're willing to kind of break out of the idea that things have to be relegated to certain types of crates because uh, this is something that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy and they're going to be very coveted on the Sea of Thieves. I, I hope that they're around. Uh, one of the other things that Joe talked about on the dev update video before I dive into the update is that the creator's crew is going to have an announcement next week that will give us a lot more information based on how to apply, what it's going to entail, uh, who's going to be in it things like that and of course they reiterated that it's not going to be just limited to video in streaming forever that's just how they're going to start it off and then the program will expand when they have uh, a better footing more foundation laid for future types of content creators the last thing that i wanted to touch on new york comic-con is coming up on the uh october 5th uh and that is something that rare has said they will be going to they will have a panel there and the panel will be diving into some of the behind the scenes stuff that they went uh that, that that happened as a result of the tall tales and developing the lore for the game as usual the last couple years that they've done this they've recorded the panel and uploaded it up to youtube so while many of us may not be able to get to new york comic-con on october 5th to be able to meet the team and to go to the panel most likely they will be doing uh the the actual or, or at least recording the panel and then uploading it later so that we can kind of skim through it and learn what people that were there learned and then be able to kind of formulate what's going on with it the one thing that i'm interested to find out about is now that we have the pirate emporium and pirate and, and microtransactions are coming will they still have event exclusive cosmetics the reason i bring this up kind of takes us back to e3 during e3 and uh oh gosh when when else was it what did we just have that we had the the halo oh we had the um oh man i just blanked on what did they call it what's the thing called in in germany uh at cologne when they have the uh the big conference in europe that's basically their version of e3 oh god uh nope it's not it's not coming i i can't I can't remember what it is, but you know what I'm talking about, and I know what I'm talking about, so I guess it doesn't really matter 
matter what the name is because we understand what we're talking about but gamescom came and went and i just remembered it i had to actually say it and uh, we had the opportunity to get the full halo liveries cannons capstan wheel all that good jazz with the full liveries that we had back at e3 with new york comic-con coming this is not necessarily like a gaming convention but i wonder if they're going to do what they did last year where they offered the spinal figurehead uh, as a code and available for people to purchase as we um uh, on their online store for merchandise like if you bought something on their store whether it was like a, a keychain or a hat or a hoodie or a, 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 a coffee mug things like that then you would get a code emailed to you for the spinal killer instinct figurehead to have in game they did they did this in the past with other stuff as well so i'm kind of curious with the pirate emporium being up is that something that they're going to uh stop doing because they're just going to offer that stuff through the pirate emporium now and if so are they going to look at starting to offer people uh ancient coins you know like now, now that we have like this kind of real world currency available to us uh is it going to be like v bucks for fortnite and i use v bucks for fortnite because that's probably the one thing that a majority of you all understand what i mean when i say that uh where you can buy gift cards that are a currency base of v bucks for fortnite to be able to buy skins emotes all that good jazz i don't know what all they have don't at me uh and with the um with with sea of thieves having these ancient coins and having a dollar value to them these are now going to be worth something this is something that's that's considerably different than the killer instinct uh cosmetic that they that they offered as a code because that didn't have any kind of monetary value it was whatever the market bared on like ebay and stuff whatever whatever anyone was willing to pay for it now with ancient coins they could offer uh, a, a card that has a code that's valuable enough for say like ten dollars worth of ancient coins and then you could use that to purchase any kind of special liveries that are going on or figureheads that are going on during uh, something like new york comic-con and that way people can decide okay well i don't necessarily like the the spinal figurehead but i do like the banjo kazooie figurehead and i'd much rather buy that or a pet instead of uh actually just getting the code for the item that i don't necessarily want and have to go through the trouble of trying to sell it online uh or give it to a friend hopefully or use it as a contest item so those are all some of the questions that i i think are are worth asking right now as we start jumping into a world where Sea of Thieves is no longer uh, a code cosmetic based system. We can actually use real money to put value to different cosmetics. And uh, I'll probably be talking a little bit more about everyone's feelings on that uh, as we get later on into the update uh, and actually dive into the Pirate Emporium. In fact, you know what? Let's do that. <laughs> Right, next up on today's docket, let's talk about the Pirate Emporium. And this is now Rare's way of monetizing the game post-launch. Now, it seems kind of weird because post-launch is a year and, you know, six or eight months since the, the launch of the game. And, you know, to, to be fair, they've, they've tried to do this earlier. They wanted to do it earlier, but they wanted to make sure that uh, they had a better footing and a better, better game in general a year and a half later when they could then 
offer microtransactions and actually have a community willing to support them based on previous uh, uh, game updates and stuff. As, as far as anyone's concerned, anyone that's been playing this game for any amount of time, they understand that while they may not agree with everything that's come out, they at least appreciate the price, which has been free. So this is the first opportunity for us to actually buy stuff in the in the in for the game. And they've had some really good philosophies about that. They never want to make anything unknown about what you're buying everything has a set price everything is cosmetic and they don't sell anything that is powerful for your character everyone is the same regardless of what you buy you just get to show off what you got so what did we get well we had the burden bear ship collection now this kind of goes into the spinal figurehead thing that i was talking about we now have prices for all these things and the burden bear collection which contains the standard uh, Banjo-Kazooie figurehead sales, uh, liveries with the cannon capstan and wheel, as well as the flag. That bundle is $24.99. Now, if you look at just the figurehead and the, and the ship liveries, those are each about $7. And the... Um, the rest of them, the like the flag, the capstan, the wheel, the cannons, even the uh, actual ship hull, I believe, uh, those are all three fifty. And the reason it's interesting is because obviously the game, the the bundle for the for the actual cosmetics for the ship, are a lot cheaper than what you would have to pay if you wanted to buy them individually. So going with the twenty five dollar bundle is is probably your best bet to save the most amount of money on those ship liveries. Now, obviously, if you don't like them, you don't have to. If you don't have to buy them, you don't have to buy them uh, right away. You can always wait. Um, we don't know necessarily how long these are going to be set in because they did say that some of this stuff is going to be time limited uh, but they didn't say when it was going to be taken out of the store or replaced with anything in particular so looking at all these items these all look like they're going to be sticking around for a while there's also the collector's versions which if you've taken a look at these each of these are eight dollars each now this is definitely where i would say that the collector's stuff is uh is definitely premium priced uh eight dollars for a figurehead to me is a lot higher than the six dollars uh that they're asking separately and definitely a lot more than what you would normally pay if you broke down the cost of the 25 dollars for the full bundle so a lot of people have said online that they aren't happy with the ship cosmetic cost that the the cost of these is way too high they aren't happy about it and they would like the cosmetics for the ship liveries to be less as a bundle and i'm going to counterpoint this i'm going to play devil's advocate obviously i bought all of this and a lot of people are wondering why i when i why i went so all out on the first run of cosmetics when new stuff is going to be introduced uh later on and if i'm going to be spending money on those as well that kind of depends but the first run i wanted to put in as much as i put in at the start of the game and just kind of re-up my appreciation for the game call me a shill if you want but i paid the 25 dollars for the bundle i also bought the uh, 16 dollars worth of cosmetics for the the collector's stuff and personally the $25, that is a high point. Uh, if anyone has ever done any sales ever, um, the one thing that a lot of people know is when you're in sales and you're pitching something to someone, you start out high. 
You give them a high price and you know what your low price is and what you don't want to go below. So when they give you, uh, when they walk, walk you up to say, we'll, we'll take a car for an example, because that's usually the easiest for me to explain it. You go to a car dealership and you say, I want to buy a new car. And they're like, awesome. Congratulations on your decision to make this purchase. I have this beautiful $80,000 Ferrari right here stock whatever you need it's it's everything they're like mm, 80,000 is a lot for for a car now bear in mind I have no clue what, a, what the cost of a Ferrari is but I now have $80,000 in my mind thinking god that's a lot of money for a car I don't need I don't need a car that much uh, it doesn't need to be that special and they're like okay well no I understand we also have this other car it's a it's a bmw it's about forty five thousand. you're like okay that's still a bit much but that's not nearly as bad as i thought and they're like not a problem i understand you want to be thrifty while still getting your money's worth out of this that's why i've got this hybrid over here it's only twenty two thousand. and you're thinking well you started me out on eighty thousand, but twenty two thousand is actually within my range. Now, obviously, with cars, a lot of people go in and 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 you know you're thinking to yourself, well, I would never spend that. It doesn't. It, you, you look at the point though. The point is, is you always want to highball someone when you're in sales because you can always work them down to the thing you actually want them to buy, which is the pets, because the pets are only six fifty, and that's if you want to go with the bundle. If you want to get the bundle where it has the the actual macaw the sea dog bundle where it has the outfit that's 650 which is a heck of a lot better than going for the actual uh, uh cosmetics for 25 dollars for the the actual ship oh and by the way the 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 macaw bundle and the uh the capuchin bundle those are the time limited things by the way so in case you're wondering the 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 bundle with the the outfit and the and the pet those are the time limited offers and those are 650 and you get the little eye patch and the belt for the uh for the 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 monkey and the bird now if you just want to buy a pet normally then you're looking at five dollars so 650 for a uh a, 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 the pet bundle isn't too bad because to buy the two separately the outfit that works on any of the pets and one of the actual pets you're looking at 750 so you save a dollar on that so the the whole point of this discussion about the cosmetics for the the ship being too high is because they're trying to give you a high end so that you look at the high end and you're thinking ah i don't need that it's not necessarily something that speaks to me but i definitely want a pet and 25 dollars for a cosmetic versus 650 is a lot better and they have the mid-ground as well they've got the emotes variety bundle available and you get eight emotes and each of those emotes can be uh put in separately uh to some of the different cause or some of the different emotes that you have you get to pick and choose whichever one you want and and i i have an interesting thing that i want about that but there's the coin toss and the thumbs up emote those you can purchase separately for a dollar fifty so for three bucks you can get two new emotes or for ten dollars you can get all eight so not all of these are going to be the best and some some people have gotten all of them and done some really funny uh videos of of like the the relaxed sit emote uh that's that's been pretty fun to see but i definitely appreciate the emotes having the ability to customize it's not just one group of emotes versus another you can pick and choose your favorite ones and i'm thinking this is a system that they could definitely use for shanties 
Now, I'm going to take a quick little little bit. I just want to talk a little bit about the system that they put for emotes. Being able to pick and choose your emotes and assign them to different radials is exactly the system that they need for the shanties. Now, I don't know if this is something that anyone in the past has listened to me talk about how this, this should be a system in place. Like all of your songs should be on a radial, and when you pick up a, a, a when you pick up an a, an instrument, just like when you have your fishing rod equipped uh, or in your hand, then then you can choose like the bait, and then you can only choose the bait when you have the fishing rod. So if you have an instrument, you should be able to hit the R key, and it'll pull up a radial that has all of the different shanties and then eventually as we're getting more shanties you can pick and choose from the vanity box which shanties your pirate wants to know so not every pirate knows all of the different shanties in the world some may know some and some may like others and you you have different songs and then that would actually make it interesting so that when people could actually play along with your song they may not have that song and they may be wanting to hear that song but they don't want to go through the trouble of actually reassigning it and getting rid of one of the other shanties that they're that they have on their wheel so take that system from the bait and being able to select it because you have the fishing pole uh, equipped and then take the assign emote system and mash those two together and apply it to shanties so then you can pick and choose whatever shanties are available and have different ones than other pirates so it's more unique you have a lot more agency over what songs you want to play instead of trying to cycle through just the ones that that whatever come up in in any random order as you start to play and I love that idea. I love the idea of having more freedom with what music you want to play. And then you could start adding different songs from different areas on the music boxes in all of the different taverns. And you have to pick up that song after you hear it on the, on you say like you actually like that song, you play the music box, you pull out your instrument and you start playing and you pick up the song the way you picked up the song from Merrick during the Hungering Deep. And then you learn that song. So now you have a song that you didn't know before that you can now assign to your song wheel, your shanty list, and be able to play for other people. And then they can pick it up. And they're like, well, where did you learn that? And you're like, oh, I knew a, knew a girl out at Dagger Tooth Outpost, and she had a music box, and I learned it from her music box. That would be pretty cool. So let's get back to the actual Pirate Emporium, because I, I went kind of deep on that weird little tangent, and hopefully you, you understand why I did that, because uh, I think it's, I honestly just think it's a really good idea. So we got pets, and pets are awesome. But you know what? Before I take pets, I'm going to take a drink. Let's take a break. pirates we're back and i want to dive into pets my thoughts on pets because this has been something that was announced way back in may when we got a roadmap that was changed for the betterment of the game now originally rare back when the game launched said that they wanted two things to come in june after their initial launch and that was captaincy and pets now pets would be their plan for microtransactions to be able to further the uh the the, the income of the the actual game now thankfully microsoft has been funding rare as their first party studio and they really haven't had too much pressure because they're building a great game something you all love 
love, something I love, everyone knows. So when we finally get pets, we they wanted to make sure that it was great. And to be perfectly frank, I love the pets. I've seen a lot of people sharing pictures on Twitter of their pets, naming their pets in funny ways, and really building an attachment to their pet. Now, I went out and I got the two bundles because I wanted to save the money. And I also got the uh, parakeet, the blue water parakeet, because I wanted to name her Sapphire Gem which I think is great because I got some good photos of her and uh, Sapphire Gem next to each other. Because in my mind, in my lore, she's very jealous because she sees a Sapphire Gem and it looks like a prettier parakeet than her. And she knows she's the prettiest parakeet of all. So of course she's going to be jealous of me walking around with a Sapphire Gem, at least until I get it off the ship. And then I went and I got one of the uh, the, the monkeys. I, obviously I got the capuchin uh, bundle and I got the, the white one with that and the cloudy capuchin and I named it Shrouded Ghost because I'm hardly ever going to have it out and I just wanted to have it so that everyone thought that it was, it's kind of like the whole uh, Jack in, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean. You know how the, the monkey is also called Jack? That's kind of how I felt with my capuchin. I wanted to name it Shrouded Ghost because there is a Shrouded Ghost and it's infamous because no one ever sees it. And then there's my cloudy capuchin that, that is also called the Shrouded Ghost. Uh, but I picked up one of each. The Barbaries are nice. They're big. Uh, they're a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. And I picked up one of the traditional parrots with the, uh, the parrot bundle as well too. They, they're great they've done a great job building on these compared to what I experienced earlier on and stuff that I can't talk about and I'm, I'm happy with it uh, there's some good information that I think everyone should know about going into the actual um, pets information so say you bought a pet you have your pet and you want to name it. How do you name it? Well, once you go into the pet chest, now these are, are something that are new on all of the ships, and they're also something that you can find outside of the pirate emporiums. So when you go into them, you mouse over or you select the pet that you have, and either with the uh, X or the F key, uh, for me, it's one. I'm not sure why it's one, but for uh, Xbox players and Windows 10 players, for PC players, X and F to access the naming window. And then you can type in, I think it's up to 14 characters. I don't think you can have anything uh, too lewd. Um, and I don't think you can have any symbols in there as well. I think you have to keep the characters. But you get to name your pet. And you can name your pet anything you want. Well, almost anything you want. And you can rename your pet anytime you want. There's no no fees or costs or anything like that so if you don't like the name or you want to change the spelling or be ironic for a day you can totally do that start making fun of your friends by uh, having their name as your pet uh, or having their name at, on your pet and then shooting that that pet out of the cannon and then you have the pet outfits and those are going to work just like your your actual clothing so in the pet chest you'll go in there and they've got the different pets that you have. And then on the next tab, you've got the actual pet outfits and you can apply those. You can always unapply them as far as I understand it as well. And if you're playing with your pet, say you want to sneak on another ship and you don't want to be seen. There's a couple ways that you can go about it. One, if you want to leave your ship, but you want your pet to stay, grab your pet, have it on your arm, and then look for a place on your ship, either the railing or in the cage or somewhere where it says place pet. And then you actually place the pet on there. And the, and the, ship it's, uh, uh, and the pet itself will actually stay on the ship. 
and you won't have to worry about it following you as you go to like an island or another ship otherwise you can always go into the uh, my crew status and if you go into uh, crew management there should be a pet management window and if you want to dismiss your pet you just click delete pet and it will take your pet out and if you want to get it back again just go to the pet chest on your ship or outside the pirate emporium store and re or, or resummon it so those are all the different ways that you can ha hang out with your pets they're going to do fun stuff with you as you as you go on any kind of danger you get in they're going to get scared they're going to wander around the the ship as well they'll they'll dance with you if you play music they'll uh um cheer for you when you uh when you get something or um uh, trying to think of some of the other ones they'll they'll make noise if you ring the bells um tons of different things that they kind of react to and that's kind of the fun of it is you have your your fun little friend uh the biggest uh, thing i think was kind of the bummer about this is just kind of going back to that q a that i talked about yesterday where the the pets themselves aren't going to be something that actually hangs out with you on say like your shoulder because i i think that's what a lot of people would love and uh, while i understand why they want to do that you don't really get the value of your pet when you can't see it and if it's just kind of roaming around the world with you or on the ship then at least you kind of see it and you remember it's there whereas if it's on your on your shoulder then chances are the only way you're going to know is if uh, if a tail whaps you in the face and you see it across the screen i love the pirate emporium uh overall i think rare really nailed it i think the only thing that people are upset about is just the cost of the ship cosmetics which rare is stated that they're open to to changing and adjusting prices based on what the customer feedback is we are the customers the feedback has been noted and i imagine we might see some changes in the future as things go along and as different cosmetics come out but now we at least know kind of how they value that stuff and hopefully with future content we just get bigger better stuff all the time because wouldn't that be awesome let's move on Next up on today's docket, let's dive into the new update. So we talked about the Pirate Emporium. Now let's talk about the Reaper's Grave Voyages that are now in the game. There are a lot of commendations for how to do these. And basically what we're doing, and, and the thing that I thought was interesting about this, the thing that I that I noticed the most was that the, the actual... Um, the actual reaper's voyages are just called reaper's voyages they actually aren't uh they aren't actually something that you have to have the reaper's mark up for uh something that i i misunderstood early when i was actually playing the game um i was looking at it and i read reapers and i instantly thought okay well i have to have my reaper's mark up so i'm going to hold off on those until later on when i can actually uh get with a good crew that can watch my back as we're kind of digging up these chests on shipwreck bay not the case they're just called the reaper's uh grave voyages and it's interesting um because these reaper's chests aren't necessarily reaper's chests these are rag and bone crates uh they're skeleton bones and and clothing that have been buried on shipwreck bay and the interesting thing about that is because of all the places shipwreck bay is one of the few ships that actually has a named shipwreck on it the black witch and if you've been on this island at all during this update and you've gone anywhere close to that shipwreck 
shipwreck. You'll note two things. One, there's a ladder getting up to the captain's cabin, so you don't have to hop over the actual pieces of the, uh, the wreckage to get to the captain's cabin to see the captain of the Black Witch. And two, if you've gone up there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's, it's kind of insane. There is an entire captain's table covered in red candles and it's got the mutinous effigy. It's got four uh, dolls and it's got the, uh, the, the crate, the, I don't even know what to call it, but the box, the soul box that's used by the Order of Souls, all there in a very seance style layout as if there's a crew that is on a galleon trying to be summoned by whoever is doing the stuff on that island now if you look at what we did in the last update we were trying to trying to get dark relics back from skeletons the only thing occupying that island is uh, uh, uh grog eddie i can't remember his name the the drunk dude who keeps looking at his hand and skeletons that's it that's all that's on that island and no one else knows uh who else has been on there that would have those dark relics and those dark relics seem to be looking like they're trying to call upon a crew i'm assuming it's the black witch crew because this the skeleton or the captain picture in the captain's cabin now has glowing eyes his eyes didn't glow beforehand but they do now and one of the interesting things about the black witch is that the 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 sconces on the inside of that cabin were always upside down skulls with flames in them always i don't remember a time ever that 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 shipwreck ever had standard sconces on the walls with, for the lanterns uh they they were always upside down skulls and the, the the so what does this mean well the only thing i can imagine is is that a lot of dark relics made their way there and someone is trying to summon the captain of the black witch and how does this pertain to the voyages that we're doing well the voyages are called the reaper's graveyard or wait yeah are they the graveyard i totally just blanked i'm totally just making stuff up the reaper's grave sorry reaper's grave voyages uh and we only know of one grave that is unmarked in sea of thieves that has been new since all of these updates started and that's the one that's over on i-13 the one that uh the flowers are in the shape of the warrior constellation with the dead tree over on the the west side of the island uh, where the killer whale is we've had no teases or hints about what's going on with that grave but this is the first mention of any kind of grave site in the game since we started doing all these reapers things like the the gunpowder skeleton stashes and or the the gun gunpowder stashes the the reapers chests all of the dark relics uh now with the with the reapers grave and i'm wondering if the captain of the black witch is the original reaper and the black witch used to have the reaper sails and stuff i wonder if that's if that's what's going on with that uh if that's the case that could be our next baddie he he could be our next baddie in the in sea of thieves he could be the person that we're having to actually fight and we start seeing him on a new version a skeleton version of the black witch and his is kind of like a, a roaming threat like the megalodon where he just erupts out of the ground and he's not going to be uh, not the ground but the, the sea and he he could just be a persistent ship on the map that that shows you like hey the the captain of the black witch the reaper 
is on the seas and he's going to go hunting ships and you 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 can take him down but it's going to be a fight it's going to be a hard fight and that's kind of what i'm hoping is going on with that and other than that the commendations are pretty straightforward uh pick up the reaper's voyages uh the reaper's grave voyages head over to shipwreck bay dig up a bunch of crates the crates are different colors based on the the sea posts that you have to deliver them to so you've got the north star sea post you've got the three paces east sea post you have the wild treasure store sea post uh and then you have the the i think it's um uh the, the one that's next to snake um oh i hate when i do this it's the one that's next to snake isle and crooks crooks hollow uh that one that um so those are going to be the four they're equal distance i believe from shipwrecks bay or relatively close and you just need to get them there on time now like i mentioned earlier i went out and i dug up three of the seven for a regular voyage and there were of three different voyages i sailed out to north star sea post turned that one in and then i sailed north uh east to the wild treasure store and turned that one in and then i sailed southeast to the three paces one and turned those in and i got them all in on time in fact i had quite a bit of time to spare i probably could have actually sailed around to the fourth one in time so what I'm saying is you should, parentheses, should, quotes, whatever you want to qualifier on that, be able to get these done on time. The only hiccup is how long it takes you to dig these up and if you're going to run into any opposition on the way. If you get hit with a skeleton ship or a megalodon or players or a kraken, you're probably going to run out of time to get these all turned into all four at the same time. So because there's no way to know how or which which treasure chest, which X marks a spot is going to spawn which crate, my recommendation is if you are running low on people, have a couple that you dig up, take to your ship and get out there and get them turned in sail back to shipwreck bay dig up a couple more maybe two or three find out where they're going and deliver those and then just slowly work on that because once you once you get up say like the seventh you dig that up and you're done then you can drop one of the uh, pirate legend ones if you want or you can uh, drop one of the sea post to sea post voyages where you're picking up sea post uh, uh, crates from one and delivering it to another and hopefully rng jesus is with you and you get the one that you need to go to instead of the one on the complete opposite side of the world it's not going to be too hard uh the thing that i think is going to be the most challenging is getting 50 of these turned in which is one of the, the legendary commendations for this, which I believe rewards you 50 doubloons, which is it's pretty good considering uh, it's, it's a doubloon per crate and every other voyage is uh, asking you to deliver crates. So as long as you're continuously turning in five crates to get the first four commendations, uh, well, that's four, that's wait four, that's 20 right there. Then you have to steal uh, five. I think you have to steal five more and turn or no, maybe it's four more. I think it's four more from other players and turn those in to get that so that's 24 uh so you're already halfway there just from the initial ones uh that you have to do for the other commendations turn them in on time turn in uh five each five to each outpost and then steal four 
and turn those in um they all count towards the 50 uh the other one that i think is going to be difficult is the the stealing ones obviously the ones that, that you have to steal from other players uh i was fortunate enough to log in to the game for a, the first couple days and get in a couple hours worth of time and the, the couple times that i jumped in i jumped in with uh, a, a good buddy of mine who is very murderous and we sailed up to shipwreck bay there was a pirate there he was alone he had a few on him he asked if we were friendly he said uh, my buddy said he was i just said ahoy and we murdered him sunk his ship took the crates and sailed off to the north sea, sea north star sea post and i got my first three turned in that were stolen the other time that i got another one was i logged in and i was just kind of checking out some of the stuff like there's some sea rocks that have shown up in the world around uh, uh the the kind of spire area they're they're breaking line of sight we don't know if there's anything special going going on about these giant rocks that have just kind of appeared in the world but we do know that um that there are some significant placements to kind of help make it harder for people to see exactly what's going on at some of the other sea posts which i like uh, a little more mystery kind of breeds a little more emergent uh threats when you're not sure when what everything's coming when you see it so far away getting back to the story i was uh sailing to the north star sea post after checking out the, the rocks and a, sh a ship was actually following me a sloop was following me and i had a sapphire gem that i wanted to turn in because obviously sapphire gem was getting a bit jealous over the mermaid gem so i went to go turn it in and i did a drive-by because i didn't want to stop because obviously i had a sloop following me so i jumped off and I went and I turned it in and then I saw the ship was actually coming towards me, but not stopping. So I was going to jump into the water and see if I could board them and steal one of their crates. Well, I missed their ship and I didn't get a chance to do it. So I was swimming back to the outpost and I noticed that the dude was just sitting on the dock and I was like, I'll kill him. So I went up and I killed him. And lo and behold, there was a crate that he had that he was going to turn in just sitting on the dock. And I was like, wondering myself, why didn't he turn this in? That doesn't make any sense. So I grabbed it. I picked it up. I turned it in. And I was like, cool. That's number four. So now I've got four of the 10 that I need to turn in that were stolen already done. And I've barely even put any time into the update. And I'm very happy about that. So the time limited ones are going to be turning them in on time, uh, stealing them, and then turning in the uh, the the or, or finding Stitcher Jim and going into the Stitcher Jim stuff. Um, the Stitcher Jim stuff is going to be interesting because there are sketches that you have to find. But whose sketches are there? That's kind of the big question right now. And I think I'll actually dig into this uh, in a little bit. But some of the other commendations revolve around finding all of the sketches uh, by Jim's friend, uh, if you can call them that. So I think it's about time that we talked about Stitcher Jim because this is something that anyone that's been on the Insider is already aware of and knows that Stitcher Jim is back and he's on I-13 if you need to find him, but he's not alone. In fact, he's with someone who is very 
good at hiding their appearance to a degree. If you go over to the dig site where we've talked about for a while now that there has been some going ons and we're not sure who's doing it. In fact, I'm not sure that we still know who's doing it or if these people are just there by happenstance, but it's fair to assume that Stitcher Jim is back at the good graces of this person who is feminine in figure, but still very cloaked. So it's hard to tell who it is, but everyone, I would say, agrees that it's most likely Amaranta. Because Amaranta has a beauty mark in the same place on the mask that that person is wearing. She's also the same build, very slender. She's also wearing boots that are very similar to what Amaranta was wearing earlier on. And if you head over to the Sea Dogs Tavern, where she normally was hanging out outside of one of the doors telling you about how much she despised the current leadership of the Sea Dogs and how she wanted to destroy her enemies instead of just beating them in friendly competition, Lissetti is now there. Lissetti Singh, one of the, the pirate kids' uh, offspring, is now there. And now saying that Amranta has not shown up to her post and it's very mysterious that someone who's cloaked and masked showing up on i-13 with stitcher jim who was you know betraying the forsaken alliance and is now claiming that he is trying to turn a new leaf and become one of the bilge rats now you all know how i feel about duke the dark lord if you don't it's not hard to figure out but i don't trust the dude he's got a black market and sure if you want to go buy the overpriced deep sea ocean crawler set of weapons, that's cool. If you want, if you if you've got that gold, I I do. I wanted my bottom. I got them. But and if you want the bone crusher liveries, the fearless bone crusher liveries and clothing for doubloons, you can spend the doubloons and get the the sails and the the liveries. Uh, there's no figurehead this time, which is kind of weird, um, but you can pick those up. They're they're a weird kind of mucky green and brown color. I'm not too big a fan of, but it's cosmetic, so I'll get them. But Duke the Dark Lord seems to be employing people for the build rats now. And to be perfectly honest, if it's just me and I'm looking at the resume of Stitcher Jim, I'm not too comfortable with that that hire. I think that's a really dangerous thing to do. And the fact that he says that the person over by uh, the the dig site where the scaffolding is that we saw the mask and the the open uh, reapers or the open chests, the the rag and uh, the bone and rag chest, uh, the fact that he says that that's his beloved that she saved him and helped him regain consciousness and that he wouldn't be alive if not for her. Well, I'm I'm just going to be honest. I don't really trust him. I don't trust the whole lot of them. I think the masked person is uh, crazy for starting to draw the Reaper's Marks and Flaming Chalices, which anyone that knows any of the lore about Flameheart, that's a huge red flag because... Who knows about flaming chalices except for people that want to find Captain Flameheart? Uh, and I, I just don't, I don't trust that that Stitcher Jim is in the right mindset. I think his brains are still scrambled from looking into that box of wondrous secrets, and I still think that he's out there looking for a new boss. And I don't think Duke is going to cut it. 
I think Duke is too too uh, too too off in his own world about his build rats. I I don't think he aspires to as much power as someone that Stitcher Jim is looking for. And I think that Stitcher Jim is going to turn tail and run at the first sight of danger as soon as we find out what the heck's going on with this flaming chalice. So now you have a mass stranger with Stitcher Jim on I-13 near a dig site that's obviously ancient in, in, in nature. And there's crates with skeleton bones and clothing in them that are being buried on Shipwreck Bay. Now, I don't know if Jim is, is doing this with Duke and they just didn't know what to do with them and they stuck them there, or if this was planned because there's a lot of bones now buried on skeleton or on shipwreck bay and there's quite the uh quite the seance going on over at the black witch and i don't think that's really um coincidental if you if if you'll forgive me uh i'm not good at clue but uh i love the movie and if anything if anything proves to be right i can't wait to find out who the masked person is and if it's amaranta i'm going to be really surprised because there's a couple other people that i could name that could be under that mask and uh i'd be interested to find out why some of the sketches that she has look like a blacksmith table and why someone would want to uh to be drawing about a blacksmith table there's only one blacksmith i know that cared about flaming anything she's gone for as far as i know but i wouldn't be surprised if she made a comeback in fact i wouldn't be surprised if some of the people wandering around the world noticed something different about her workshop something i haven't mentioned because i don't know too much about it but now now i'm starting to wonder if we're ever going to get into that workshop and find out what's going on back there now Obviously, this is all speculation. I have no hard evidence to prove who's who or who intends intends to do what. But I do know that Duke likes danger. And there are some pretty dangerous people over on I-13 right now that I think are going to be some causes for concern in the near future. And a lot of that, I think, is going to deal with some of the tall tales that we'll hopefully be getting in the next couple months that will unveil uh, some of the shrouded mysteries that are going on right now about things that are resting. Uh, and I can't wait to find out, honestly. I, I, I know I'm kind of playing it up here, but I absolutely love this. I love that this is even a thing that we can speculate about instead of it just being paintings on rocks. Because uh, we're getting we're getting real lore now. We're actually getting story. We're getting mysteries and ideas about what could be going on. There's stuff in the game that I didn't even know about until the, the update actually went live. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff that uh, came in with this update. But I, I have to say that the information that came out and the, the speculation that came around the actual Stitcher Gym stuff is some of the coolest stuff I've seen. Now, there's some other changes that have been in the game. There's a, a, a really cool kind of uh, relay race or um, obstacle course on the Sea Dog, Dog Tavern rocks now, the big spire. If you head over there, you'll see it. There's a, a ladder that leads you to an area where you can actually find uh, a big walkway that goes around the spire that requires you to be very good at jumping. Uh, so if you want to get some practice with that, there's a, a fun way that you can race and hit bells to, to see who who's 
good and who's not good and who's going to fall into the ocean and have to swim their way back to the sea dog tavern then there's also something that thor von blitz uh pointed out to me the other day where if you go to flintlock peninsula if any of you have kind of wandered around some of the cave areas in that you'll know there's kind of a a, a large area that has a kraken skeleton inside and the cave uh has always been kind of nothing major you know they've obviously the kraken body's there but nothing's ever been interesting about it until just recently someone noticed and pointed out to them and then passed the info on to me that the actual uh kraken jaw has changed and it no longer looks like just a regular position jaw now it looks like a doorway and I'm kind of wondering if that might be a tall tale in the future. Kind of similar to how we got some tall tales starting to be built out in the uh, Devil's Roar. If some of those are going to be some of the pirate legend tall tales that have been alluded to with Q&As and content updates. Uh, as Mike kind of talks about that in the future. They also mentioned that we're going to be getting a shanty soon. And I have this huge idea about how I think the pirate legends are going to get their own tall tale and the tall tale is going to revolve around the song that was at the end of tall tales nine uh either that or the 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 stitcher gym song those two songs are the ones that i have in mind and i think those are going to be made available for us to play and i think those are going to be made available for us to play after we complete a pirate legend tall tale that takes us back to the shores of gold because I've just recently changed the ending to Tall Tale 9 something that's a lot more elaborate than it was so if you haven't done Tall Tale 9 yet or you haven't done it since uh, this update I would highly recommend giving it a shot going out get your 10k but just experiencing the effects of it all. I haven't gotten to do it myself, but I've seen pictures and videos of it. It looks amazing. And I'm looking forward to jumping into that again because I just want to experience it one more time. But my theory is, is we're going to be getting a tall tale soon. Maybe not October because there's a lot going on in October with a new update and the Festival of the Damned, presumably. But maybe November or December, we'll be getting some new tall tales. And with those, I think we might actually get our first pirate legend tall tales and i think those are probably going to take place in the devil's roar so hopefully there's a shanty involved with it and hopefully we go back to the shores of gold and hopefully this is something that's going to reward pirate legends in a way that is on par with getting athena's fortune cosmetics something that we can really really love uh, obviously with the anniversary of the game pirate legends who hit pirate legend prior to that update were rewarded with specific pirate legend ship liveries and it was a switch of color balance where it was yellow and gold uh, with purple accents we could still have a whole line of clothing and weapons revolving around that color theme and those would be decent rewards maybe not the best and i could see people saying that that's kind of a, a cheat but at least it would be something to reward us as pirate legends for getting our own tall tale what do you think you think that'd be a good thing would you like that i'm, I'm i think it would i think you would enjoy it just as much as i would 
right, pirates. The last thing that I wanted to talk to you about are a couple, a couple small things, real quick. Nothing too major. One is the ancient skeletons. Um, I've only seen one person on Twitter actually find one of these. If you have, I want to hear from you. I want you to reach out to me and let me know what it was like. Was it fun? Were you able to get it in time? How many coins did you get from it? And how often and what island kind of how often did you did you see it or how often how long did it kind of stay up? What island were you on? Give me the lowdown on what your experience was was with that because as far as I can tell, it's pretty darn rare uh, just based on the streamers that I know that have been sailing around looking for stuff uh, on top of the other content up the other thing that I wanted to uh, reach out to you with is an email that I got that hopefully I can offer some advice for. So the real Wukong reached out to me and says, hey, Captain, just a quick question. Since you're a pirate legend, I thought I'd ask you this. I've been playing since launch on and off, and I only have time to play on weekends, sadly. Do you have any advice for getting to Pirate Legend fast? My levels are around 30 for all of the factions. Thanks. So, the real Wukong. First off, I am sorry that the, the weekends are the only time that you really get to play Sea of Thieves. Uh, I, I, I definitely am right there with you. I really only get to sail during the weekends uh, com compared to some of the time that I used to be able to get uh, during the week. So, if you are playing on the weekends, um, I'm going to suggest that you join the Discord, my Discord, uh, find some crewmates and start grinding out some forts because right now forts are your best bet still they spawn every five to ten minutes you can complete one as quickly as 20 minutes and the amount of treasure that you can get from those during a time where everyone else is sailing around to sea posts and trying to steal crates is a perfect opportunity for you to really capitalize on the lack of interest of skull forts because those as far as i can tell if you get a good crew going on, say, like a galleon, you can knock those out pretty quickly with some security and get it all turned in. The other thing I would recommend is looking for alliances, uh, having passive alliances when you sail around and getting treasure from them is another way to help kind of boost your levels while making sure that um, you're not necessarily putting yourself at risk as you'll have a buddy on the seas and one less questionable ship as opposed to uh, in, in, in that case, instead of having to worry like, is that ship going to try and sink me? They might still honestly so even if they're in alliance they may still try to sink you but my biggest recommendation is grind out forts it's not always fun it's not always glamorous but that is without a doubt the fastest way to get pirate legend the only other way to do it would be to buy uh, levels with doubloons but unfortunately with this update they've limited the amount of doubloons that you can uh, or the amount of letters of recommendation you can purchase from duke to one a month her faction so that hopefully helps I, I i can't think of any ways outside of jumping into alliance groups to get yourself boosted quickly but forts are going to be the the most sound way to do it all the time uh other than that pirates that's going to do it for this episode there is a lot to cover in this update there really is a lot to cover and if you want to dive into the show notes uh or not the show notes the um 
patch notes. I will leave those in the show notes for you. That's what I meant to say. I will also uh, have all of my contact info. If you have any questions, suggestions, stories, feel free to join the, the Discord server and say hi to everyone. Get crewmates. We've got a great crew on the Keelhaul Discord server. It's a great place to be. It's free to pick up the app and just start talking with other people. If you're on there and you haven't chatted with anyone, start chatting with people. Get involved with the, the group and get some friends to start sailing around with. Uh, other than that, I still have uh, merchandise available. If you love the podcast and you want to support me, I don't do ads for the for the podcast right now. I'm thinking about putting those in, but I hate reading ads and I hate making people feel like they're they're having to skip stuff because they've heard of Audible and they've heard of, of all these other companies that usually give uh, uh, affiliate links to Amazon and stuff. I, I, I don't like the idea of doing that but i want to find a way to monetize the 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 podcast that rewards people not through clicks but by actually supporting me and the podcast so i have merchandise available the link is always in the show notes it's t-shirts white and black it's mugs it's phone cases it's got the keel hauled logo if there's something that you have an idea for and you want to submit artwork for it and have that on the shirt that's keel hauled theme i'm open to that as well other than that pirates i'm thinking about adding a shore leave episode soon that i want to talk about the last nintendo direct as well as some other games uh and what i've been doing with my life so i'm thinking about recording an episode later this week that i'm just going to call keel halt shore leave where i take a break from talking about sea of thieves and kind of talk about some other games and the industry as a whole it's obviously going to filter into the same same uh, um podcast feed that you're listening to right now and it's probably going to be maybe about 30 minutes is what i'm thinking uh nothing too major i just want to kind of chat with it i was going to have aaron on uh for for an episode and dive into the the nintendo direct and kind of share my thoughts on all the the nintendo news that's been going on that i want to talk about and later on i want to talk about blizzcon as well because blizzcon is coming up and i'm a huge fan of it and i know the the game awards are coming out and i want to be able to talk about the 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 highest rated games or the games that everyone's been playing gears 5 is out borderlands 3 is out there's a lot of other games out there and i want to share some thoughts and hear from you as as well about what you're playing and what you're enjoying but i don't want that to sacrifice uh or i I don't want to have to split that off into another podcast but i don't want to sacrifice the sea of thieves content the sea of thieves content will always be coming on this this uh podcast that's not going to change but every once in a while i want to take some shore leave go into the tavern have a drink and converse about something other than sea of thieves every once in a while nothing too regular for now but pirates that's going to do it if you want to get a hold of me like i mentioned all of my contact information is in the show notes every episode just head over to that dig in send me anything you want to do if you want to reach me my email address is c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com my twitter handle is at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n my xbox gamer tag is c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n and when i do get a chance to stream you can find me over on twitch.tv slash c-a-p-t-l-o-g-u-n that's cap logan on everything i technically have an instagram but i don't do anything with it except heart other people's posts and 
submit a picture of my cats once in a while so i guess if you want to see pictures of my cats i got a i got an instagram i think it's just uh captain logan as well i actually don't know <laughs> now that i think about it i can't actually think of that but join the discord join the community and let's go sailing together pirates that's gonna do it thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves